0: Can you believe how fast 2023 went by? We here at Shonen Flop are taking a week off to celebrate the new year and of course, my birthday. So in its place, we're doing a rerun of our episode of the year, Shonen Shoujo featuring the wonderful Crimson Rogue. We'll catch you all on the 15th with our first thoughts on Smokey BB. And I hope you all have a great new year as well. This episode is brought to you ad-free thanks to all of our wonderful patrons. You can help us keep the show going by joining at patreon.com slash shonenflop. And welcome to this episode of Shonen Flop, where we talk about manga and shonen jump that didn't make it big. I'm David. Um,
1: welcome to...
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should have made that in the chibi episode, but anyway... <laughs> Next week, we are going to be talking about Tista. If you would like to join in, be sure to join the discussion in our Discord and submit your six-word summary. You can find a link to the Discord in our episode description and on our website, ShonenFlop.com. But this week, we are talking about Shonen Shoujo, a.k.a. Ill Boy, Ill Girl. And we are joined by the absolute fantastic Crimson Rogue. Woo! Yay! What's up? Thank you for having me. I'm so excited, and I want to give a big thank you to T. Wolfwood for recommending you to be a guest. I'm, I don't know why I'm using my announcer voice while I'm shifting into talking to a human being mode. My apologies. I just can't turn it off right now, Is that your announcer voice? I don't know. All right, now I'm talking like a person. So, Crimson, you, along with your friend Azure Bard, run a very important YouTube channel. Do you mind telling the audience a little Cobalt bit? Cobalt Bard. <laughs>
2: Sorry, I just. I'm sure you've heard that joke a lot. Actually, no, but they normally go with paladin jokes.
0: Ah, (laughs) oh, nice. I remember like on the D&D meme, they had like a big fight where apparently rogues and bards are like the rivals of D&D. So people like would pick a side and they would make like memes attacking the other class, which I thought was really funny. (laughs) Um, But but please, you tell the honeys a little bit about yourself.
2: I am an absolute bibliophile. I have uh, ink for blood, both as a reader and a writer.
0: Oh,
1: just like the main character of, uh, of this
2: manga. Yeah, but, you know, not crap. Oh, yeah. hey,
1: oh, spoilers. But yeah, keep going.
2: <laughs> so uh, on my channel, I just go on very lengthy rants about particular books that I read, uh, typically ones that are Internet famous or have some degree of supposed pedigree to them and tear them apart and explain why they're not all that great. Is there any
0: books that you would say you liked a lot more than you were expecting? Like you thought you were just going to
2: tear it apart and you're actually like, this wasn't too bad. Uh, I mean, occasionally, yes. I will say in retrospect, I kind of like Empress Teresa in a so bad it's good sort of way. While I was reading it (laughs) for, you know, analytical purposes, I was absolutely suffering. But looking back on it, it's it's like absurdly, hilariously awful.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Your video on that was great. I believe you did five videos. Yeah,
2: I was going to say you did more than one. (laughs) Your series, Jordan. Wanted that to just be three videos, but there was so much to talk about. I couldn't reduce it to just three. Oh, (laughs) so
0: fucking much. Oh, my God. And then Crimson, do you have much experience reading manga or watching
2: anime? Actually, back in college, I was the president of the anime club where we discussed anime and manga. I love it. Whoa,
1: you did both? Absolutely. Oh, my
0: God. I don't know what anime is, but it sounds good. And then I believe you are our second traditional book literary reviewer. I say traditional book because we're a bunch of nerds who don't read books without pictures in them. After Murphy Napier, if you're familiar with her, she was also fantastic. Really?
2: Oh, that's cool. I didn't know she was on. I'd have to look for that episode. She was on our
0: Ayashimon episode, and it was actually not one of my nominees for favorite episode of the year. So definitely, I would recommend you and anyone listening, definitely check out that episode. It was a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, she does good work. She does. She's a great
1: guest, too.
0: You know who else does good work? Not the sponsor. <laughs> no, I was going to say the people who made <laughs> this manga. So why don't we get into talking about who created this series? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this series is like some sort of four dimensional pun in Japanese that is impossible to translate into English, but it is also known. So it is known as Shonen Shoujo, but also ill boy, ill girl, which, as noted, I think by Tucker is an absolutely terrible name. So we're going to call it Shonen Shoujo. A good name, you know, like Shonen Shoujo or Shonen Flop. Hey. This title is a play on words. Instead of using the regular kanji, that means few, referring to a person having lived few years, to write shonen shoujo, it instead uses the kanji meaning illness. So uh, if you read Japanese, it was probably very clever. And this <laughs> ran in jump square. And I was not kidding. This author is perhaps one of the most successful and prolific authors we've ever discussed. He, much like Stealth Symphony, is a very prolific light novel writer. So for reference, Stealth Symphony was created by the author who made Bakano and Dorarara, if you're familiar with those crimson
2: i've heard of them but they are uh, outside of my area
0: no worries but yeah so this offer though he did the the mangatari series which is pretty famous pretty boy detective club he wrote some definite spinoffs he wrote a jojo spinoff which is pretty much about dio's diary which is apparently crazy jojo's outer heaven right
1: it's like metal Gear. jojo's like... over heaven well no it's like uh, outer heaven like uh oh my god
0: are but... you thinking metal gear solid Final fantasy 7 dio colonel this is actually not his first manga that he also created, Madaka Box, which was fairly successful, very crazy, and had an anime adaption. And MaxiB has a lot more to say about this offer, but I will post their notes in the Patreon. They had quite a few notes, and they were kind of interesting. Yes. yes. So, MaxiB, thank you for all of that. I wish we had time. They also, by the way, are currently running in Shonen Jump with Cypher Academy, which, based on conversations, we will be covering not too far in the future.
1: It's a manga. Yep. Where uh, the, the premise is that everybody at a school is training
0: to figure out word puzzles. And the puzzles I've heard are not very good.
1: The puzzles are not very good. They're also in Japanese. And also that seems like it's going to get very
0: boring. Very yeah.
1: boring every single chapter, uh, you know.
0: Yeah. Oh, by the way, if I didn't say the writer of this is Isen Nisio. And the author is Akira Akatsuki. Akatsuki. Akatsuki,
2: the bad guys from Naruto. Yes, the yes, bad guys there from Naruto. Go. Yes, come
0: on,
1: <laughs> Akatsuki at least.
0: I didn't really f- fuck with Naruto. I was more of a One Piece kind of guy. Oh <laughs> really?
1: No, no way, David. Yeah, crazy. No, no I like way. One Piece.
0: I oh. just read all three. <laughs> yes, the big three: <laughs> Naruto, One Piece, and Shonen shoujo
2: <laughs>
0: God, imagine the timeline where that occurred. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Oh, God. oh, by the way, so this author was a prolific hentai artist before kind of turning to safer work content. They created a contractor MNY in Shonen Jump for two volumes at 10 chapters, one of the shortest runs. That's really pathetic. Mm. They also did the art for Madoka Box, and they've since created Lunger Code 1951, which was three chapters, June Tyson Zodiac War, which was four volumes, Boxer's Blast, which apparently is really bad, like Max explicitly said this series was terrible, and they were the assistant for the creator of D. Man, which is fun.
1: Didn't it like rip things off?
0: Wasn't that like the whole thing? I don't know. It's like it never stuck the plagiarism accusations with D. Man, so it's like, you know? Yeah, yeah actually I read that one back in the day. I thought it was fine. It was very, like, 2000s manga, right?
2: It, it was okay for uh, what it was at the time, but the problem with it is the power scaling just kept shifting so dramatically.
0: Mm. Oh, yeah. I, when they got to, like, the level four demons and stuff, and those were, like, pretty much gods.
2: That's about when I gave up, actually. Yeah.
0: And then just a note, this ran from January 4th, 2016 to April 4th, 2017, and it replaced Gakuman Wolf Girl Won't Give Up and was probably replaced by Super HX Eros, which apparently has been quite successful and I think has an anime. But these are not Shonen Jump manga, so I'm just not very familiar with them.
1: Is that supposed to be like a pun on Hero and arrow? Probably. There's probably a lot of boobs in it. Yeah. I also saw there was a note that um, the artist here, uh, some of their hentai involves, uh, you know, younger characters, which we're going to dive Uh, into that. I'm not not super shocked to hear after reading Shonen Shoujo.
0: No. One last note. This was 16 chapters in three volumes, though. These were double chapters because it was monthly. So it's roughly more like 25 chapters, but still not that crazy long. Yeah. But you know what is crazy long? My fucking plot summary. Did you, because we had a lit reviewer, you decided to write a novella for this? No, I just had to, (laughs) like,
1: there was just so much bullshit in this fucking series. I couldn't, I was like, no, I have to tell you this. Oh, fuck, I have to say this. (laughs) Uh, You gotta understand this.
0: Ugh. Let's dive into it.
1: So this boy, he's got a disease
0: where he doesn't see
1: anybody else's individuality, which is like a shame because he's like completely obsessed with his own specialness and uniqueness. But he looks at people's faces. He just sees black scribbles like just completely obstructing them. He doesn't hear their names either. They say it. It gets like like uh, like fuzzed out and stuff, which is why I made the joke in the intro. The disease (laughs) has a life expectancy of 12 years as in exactly 12 years as in literally. Literally your 12th birthday, you die. The boy is very happy about this because he thinks that dying as a 12 year old of a disease that only he has will make him like really special and people will remember his name forever. Unfortunately though, a little girl shows up who is also sick and a little older. So she's gonna die before him. What the fuck? She is such a fucking asshole. I swear to fucking God. The goddamn It's so rude of
0: her to, to die before him.
1: Jesus Christ. So the little boy decides that he wants to kill her. I mean, it's logical. So he can be the first to die and get remembered. Because no one remembers the second guy who dies. It's the whole point. I just
0: love how this is literally like the Ricky Bobby, if you ain't first or last, with dying of a terminal (laughs) illness. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So they can't see personal identifiers, which is why they only refer to each other as little girl and little boy, and it's very awkward to read. The boy goes to stay with her at her fancy rich hospital in order to get close when he discovers to his horror that she's just, like, way more of a fucking individual than he is. She's, like, so special. Like, wow, her individuality is just off the fucking chain. She's, like, the smartest person who has ever lived and is also a talented artist. I mean, it sounds like I'm just describing myself, but (laughs) all the nurses and doctors talk about how she's just so great. They talk about how the little boy is so fucking lame and just so normal and average. However, her name won't be revealed to the public because her father is a serial killer and her mother is an arsonist. Meanwhile, she has ulterior motives of her own and seems to be manipulating him into... Doing something, I guess. Popcorn David.
0: The boy finds that he has trouble actually killing her, so he goes into her own super library to read a book literally called How to Kill the Unkillable. Row, row, fight the power.
1: (laughs) When he meets a guy
0: named Doc, a generic doctor who starts pushing him to kill her and gives him a bottle of poison. The boy tries using it on her, but it doesn't work because it's just fucking water because it's really easy to trick a 12 year old.
1: I saw it coming immediately. I knew immediately (laughs) that's what happened.
0: He also fucks up in that he puts it in black coffee, which is something she won't drink, and realizes yeah. subconsciously he doesn't want to kill her because he has a crush on her. Aww. Yeah. In the middle of wanting to kill her, the boys push down the escalators and seemingly dies, but wakes up and is fine. Then the girl decides to draw porn of the little boy. Thanks, author. That was really great to read. I am getting flashbacks from school judgment. Thank you so much, author. Like, it's. Uh, we'll get into it. We- we'll dive into it. It's weird. In Crimson, I am very sorry that you had to deal with that. I blame you too. Oh, oh, no, this is
1: Crimson. You don't know the
0: depths we have reached on this series. If we have time, we'll talk about school judgment. Hey,
2: I've actually read Reaper's Creek, I've been exposed to this shit before. <laughs>
0: That's true. He reads books, my guy. Yes, 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 that's true. You've formed the images in your mind. I'm so sorry. <laughs> A bunch of doctors who probably would have been important if the series didn't get canceled get together and talk about how smart the girl is and how lame the boy is. Turns out the little boy's goal is pointless because since the disease kills you at 12, you can't die until that happens, which of course makes sense and is not stupid. And it's just like how Instant Bullet worked.
1: I had the same thought.
0: There was a girl who could see the future and what she saw had to happen, including that if you saw someone die at a specific day, if someone tried to kill that person before that day, they just literally would not die. That's how strict her future reading was. Wow. But
1: also that was like magic time travel, at least.
2: This is a disease. Isn't that a Rick and Morty plot like with the fortune cookies? The Probability Fortune Cookies.
1: <laughs> we're going to find out that they were all super into Shonen Shoujo. This this
0: series influenced so many. Yeah. <laughs> Soon, two more kids get the disease, Princess and Little Child. But the boy and girl immediately notice they're a bunch of phonies because they can't see their faces. Can't stand these fucking phonies, David. I can't stand it. This guy's a phony. God catcher in the rye. Now I want to kill John Lennon. What? <laughs> God. And anyway, the, so the little boy finds them hung, which is bad because they are now dead because they were a <laughs> bunch of fakes. Because, yeah, it's totally reasonable. An eight year old and a six year old would hang themselves
1: like it's supposed to be terrifying, but it's just really fucking funny. This offer
0: had like an obsession with just showing children being brutally murdered.
1: It was weird. Like We didn't mention it in the plot summary, the first thing you see in the series is a flash forward of him killing the little girl.
0: I mean... With scissors, maybe. And she's smiling. I don't even remember if that actually happened. We'll talk about it. And then over time, though, he loses the ability to see the little girl's face, which is creepy and terrifying. And meanwhile, though, the little boy has a bunch of weird metaphorical dreams where the author asks tough questions that really make you think, like, is killing okay?" Eventually, he decides to just go for it and kills the little girl to death, as Jordan has written. Yes, he did.
2: (laughs) Popcorn Crimson. Doc meets up with a little boy again and explains that the little girl's parents weren't dangerous before she was born. Instead, they became evil to try and kill her. Her mother burned down houses and her... As practice? As practice! How do you have to practice burning down a house? Her father literally murdered 100 people, all to train themselves to kill her. Seems amazingly redundant, but okay.
1: I fucking burst out laughing when I read that. Her dad's like, no, I must murder this person because my true rival is my 12-year-old daughter.
2: This is a less practical approach than Wily Coyote. At least he (laughs) tried to go directly for the roadrunner.
1: Oh my god, it's insane.
2: Yeah, it's absolutely stupid. Her dad even wrote that book about killing people earlier. They wanted to do this because she was too smart. She was so smart. I'm getting Empress Teresa flashbacks. She was so smart that she could prove the flat earth was real and that kind of information would fuck society up so her parents knew they had to end her life to preserve the ball world, man. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? (laughs) she killed herself a day before her birthday the little boy now dejected discovers a dvd hidden in the porn drawing Ugh, yeah thanks a guy that's stuck in my head now
1: yeah yeah what what's good what? that's, that's what discovers. happens that's literally what happens <laughs> ah stop it <laughs>
2: <laughs> discovers a dvd hidden the drawing the girl made of him and decides to watch it on his birthday on his massive screen tv
1: It's like a fucking IMAX.
2: Yeah, you've got to see it in full detail. (laughs) She says that she created the disease and maybe killed herself or maybe someone else killed her. But honestly, fuck you, reader, for wanting answers. Why should I have to tell you the subject of this? Make up your own damn mind about art. Jesus Christ. These are such meticulous notes. Yeah, thank you. Anyway, the little boy dies and the author has an epilogue chapter where he outlines all the subtext of the manga. What subtext? Well, we're going to find out. (laughs) I will argue about that. What is it from
0: dark place where it's like, I know authors who use subtext (laughs) and they're all cowards.
2: (laughs) Exactly. The disease prevents your cells from regenerating and also lets you take all transplants with no problem. So the little girl died from denying a heart transplant that they were going to give her a day before she died and the boy stopped being able to see her face because she started growing boobs. Yes, really. Anyway, you motherfuckers can't handle the fact that I wrote a manga with a truly original premise. Hold on, I need to do a snobby voice. Anyway, you motherfuckers (laughs) can't I can't handle the fact that I wrote a manga with a truly original (laughs) premise. That maybe you don't know that individuality is a scam made up by marketers anyway. Maybe you should go back to Dragon Ball Z, pleb. No, I'm not a hipster. Fuck you. Also, the boy and girl were both named Shoyamai, which is a twist. uh, So we'll never know who the disease was named after. Yes.
1: Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Golf clap. The best piece of writing of
2: that entire series. Golf oh, my that. God. <laughs> <laughs> By the end, the whole thing was just so far of its own ass, I could barely keep it straight.
0: God, seriously. But before we start ripping this series apart with scissors, of course, let's talk about the characters, which there are three characters. So one for each of us. There are literally three characters. All right. So, Jordan, why don't you tell us about the boy? Oh, boy. So the boy. Here he comes. The boy.
1: Here the boy comes. Yeah, oh lord, he coming. So the boy, aka Shoyamai, he's so edgy. Oh my god. He sounds like
0: the, what, like an off, like you couldn't get the rights to the name Yo-Yo Ma. <laughs>
1: <Show-y-o-my>.
0: <laughs> right? Doesn't he sound like that's like the Jojo dub name of Yo-Yo Ma's Shoyamai? show you
1: my like he's like, show your my like but anyway he's just like an incredibly unlikable annoying brooding like david has him as an edgy brooding teen he's a ele- he's 11 he's a brooding
0: preteen you're right. it's like how they call teen gohan who's also 11 years
1: old. yes it's literally that yeah He has that disease, so he sees everyone, everybody who's got the disease sees people with like, their faces are obscured differently. So he sees people with like black, like uh, markers over their faces, like just scribbled out. Yeah. And man, this guy, he just wants everybody to recognize that he's like so special. And also, you know, killing people's kinda cool, right? Yeah. You know, like who even cares, you know? Like seriously. But he's he wants people to recognize him and is incredibly frustrated that the adults in this manga keep roasting him (laughs) god i just fucking
0: all these characters are non-characters because they don't actually exist as people they just exist they they're just talking plot points so i don't even know how to decipher this character
1: he has dreams where he's in a classroom and, every, and like the desks are upside down and he's as a teacher with like a well-drawn ass just asks him like edgy questions. I don't know. Yeah, it is really hard to define him. He's just an annoying little creep that you don't really like as you're reading this.
2: Right. I think the only way you could really get into a character like this is if you read him as a basic archetype of something representing a particular message or viewpoint. But the problem is the writing isn't clever enough to actually carry through with any real message because it's not it's too obscure. Right. It doesn't really carefully define anything or really think about his position. He just goes in wanting to kill this girl because why not edge and like kind of evolves as the plot just gets more and more needlessly convoluted.
1: Mhm. His death when he smiles as he's dying and like and stuff like that, like it's definitely supposed to be poignant. It's not, but it's supposed to be.
0: Yeah. And then speaking of, I guess, overly intelligence, I guess I'll dive into the girl. The smartest person in history. Yes, she is 700 IQ. She is 10 IQ points smarter than Jordan. Yes. She has the same disease, but she she sees things as flower patterns and cloth, which is actually cloth. I thought it was like a metaphor but no
2: i did too i couldn't believe it right and he makes it a present yeah like holy
1: shit i cleaned up your vomit (laughs) and i made made something
0: out of it for you there's no ambiguity because he says at one point he vomited so much he started vomiting like normal vomit things yeah so it's not even like fake this is just straight up he's vomiting actual ink
1: so his whole thing is like Everybody's face is scribbled out with black ink, so he vomits black ink, which, you know, that's not real, but it's like, okay, I can see that. That's a liquid. Maybe he means something that looks like black ink. No, she vomits actual cloth. With buttons that are sewn With patterns and And it really is just like what is This author what Yeah what kind of world Is this even taking Place in
2: I was gonna say that Particular moment I think was Particularly aggravating for me because I was trying to keep all this Balanced in my head as I was saying okay Well he's he's not literally barfing ink, she's not literally barfing cloth And buttons it's just some sort of a weird Metaphor or allegory Associated with their disease. It's probably just real vomit and it just happens to look that way in order to continue some sort of. No, it's literal. It's It's just literal. literal. It doesn't mean anything deeper than that. It's she's literally barfing up cloth, which, like, how? Okay, if it's not going to be a metaphor for something, I have to take it literally, which means that I get to dive into the biology of how the fuck did she get that much cloth in her stomach? Where did it come from? She's just got, like, a bunch of silkworms in her gut somehow.
1: Is there, like, some kind of, like, cloth 3D printer that the disease installs in her does the boy have like some kind of like black ink factory in his stomach what the fuck is going on
2: part squid
1: and guess what the series doesn't really explain it because none of this makes sense well it does explain it actually david because she's it turns out that because she is so fucking smart she probably just created a reason for that to happen so she created the disease yeah
2: there you go oh. of course Oh, see it's quantum fluctuation
0: it's the same as saying a wizard did it Honestly, I'm surprised the series didn't have time travel to be honest. I am too. And she also wants to kill the main character cuz she is a super twisted psychopath, even worse than the main character. But the
1: thing is, it's like she she also knows she can't kill the main <laughs> character. It's
0: the point. I don't know.
1: Oh, my God, I have so many questions about that. Oh, uh. and that were
0: never answered. And then lastly, we have Doc, aka Doku, who Bigly Smartman, he wants to kill the girl. He's just some 40 chess thing, but the series isn't written well enough for his like 40 chess to make sense. So it just is a bunch of like garbage information he's dumping that I really couldn't follow.
1: I think he wanted to test to see if he could kill the little girl, but he already knew that. So like, why did he? Push the little boy to do it. it, Yeah, see, it doesn't make sense the more you think about it. It's just really
0: stupid. Yeah. You have to talk to him because he's the only other character and you don't even see his face till I think the last chapter
2: you see it. Uh, I believe so during the epilogue.
1: So in the epilogue, the author's like, shit, I had all these characters whose faces I obscured, but I worked really hard on their designs and I was going to show them to you later, but I can't. So here, here's just all the characters without the scribbles over their faces. Here you go. Here they are.
0: You're welcome. (laughs) There you go. Alright, so though, this series sucks, shall we start tearing it apart? Yes. Absolutely. Crimson, as we know, it's very difficult for you to say negative things about works of writing. Please, I know this is a challenge for yourself. Do you mind saying what were some things you didn't like about this series?
2: Oh, well, not much. I honestly don't know where to start as far as the flaws in this thing. One of the biggest issues is it wants to give some sort of a message, it wants to say something poignant, but it doesn't actually understand how to do that thing. The metaphor of the story is so tangled up with the literal aspects of the story that you can barely tell one from the other. The aforementioned conversation on whether or not the vomit was a real thing, for example. It tries so much to discuss the idea of murder or individuality, but it never actually goes into depth about either one never defines individuality as a concept, which you would think would be simple at first, but there are a lot of aspects that it overlooks. Yeah. For example, the disease stops the main character from being able to see faces or hear names, but it does nothing to to stop him from seeing hair or clothes, which can't those be associated with individuality? If it goes to the point where he can't see fingerprints or tiles on a game board, then how come he can see other aspects like the way that people decorate their rooms or the cars they drive or all sorts of things? It would have been so much better if everything was as blank as possible. Instead of having scribbled out faces, he had uh, he just saw like blank mannequin skulls or something.
0: Yeah. Oh, that would have been cool.
2: No, like distinguishing features at all.
1: And then he would have vomited like mannequin skulls.
0: That would have been really <laughs> Man- cool.
2: <laughs> yeah. And then mannequin piss shows up and yeah. fixes
0: his life. The best character from Teenage Renaissance, David.
1: Yeah. Also, so okay, I really want to address this because this has been bugging the shit out of me. They reveal in the epilogue, the author literally just lays out how all of this, like, supposedly works. Like, it's like it's like human centipede. Like, it's all medically accurate. Where yeah. like uh, it's it's complicated, but basically, your body has no antibodies and accepts every piece of foreign biological, like. Uh, material. And that makes everything seem the same because there's no discrimination. So really, David, they're really the only non-racists is the point. But (laughs) but also you literally can't see race. But it seems like all it does to keep them immortal is just accept every transplant without issue, which I guess implies that makes them immortal. And
0: I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's 100% not how that works. Your life expectancy goes way down if you have a transplant.
1: Well, see, that's why they're special. Their special disease means that like their transplants work perfectly, I think, because the little girl died of not accepting a heart transplant, which implies that when the little boy was pushed down the stairs and died, but was okay, he was okay because then the hospital came in and gave him a billion
2: transplants and fixed all his bones and fixed all his bones and put all his blood back in.
1: And then he woke up and didn't know it was our and didn't know that anything happened
2: and healed all of his skin.
1: It's all of his skin. Does it give them a healing factor? Because there's
0: already a magical element. She's vomiting cloth. You just didn't need to try and explain it
1: this is the ultimate problem, which is that the author, he wants to have it both ways where he wants to define it and have it be super metaphorical and just have it be incredibly
2: vague. I think it was a combination of the two where he started going in with metaphor and then tried to explain it in a literal lens, but didn't actually do a good job at either. And then rather than try to actually make it make sense or go back and fix it in, in some sort of editing to the point where you could actually understand it, just kept barging forward, you know, past mistakes be damned. It's like making a rope bridge out of dental floss and you're connecting it to the walls with toothpicks.
0: I also have a logic thing I want to think about is, so if your name is like a noun, so say your name was like stone, does that get blocked out or not? Or is it that it magically retroactively blocks out when you learn that that's someone's name?
1: Would have been nice if they defined exactly what the disease did, isn't it?
0: Wouldn't it it have been? Also, face blindness is a real condition people have. Yeah, Uh, sure, sure.
2: They could have just used that. Well, OK, here's the weird thing about your question, though, because the the story does both. If you go with someone who's named Stone, granted, you can use that as both a name and as an object. And that's exactly what the story does, because Doku is referred to as Doc beforehand, which is a personal identifier in that context.
1: Yeah. Also, speaking of like lack of consistency, Crimson, you mentioned, well, why can't why can they see clothes? Why isn't that
0: blacked out? It is, but it's not visually represented in the same way that anything else is. No, he could tell because he knew Doc was in drag because of the shoes. Yes.
1: But then later he finds, oh my God. There's no There's later no consistency.
0: Finds- there's literally a part where he says he can no longer tell gender apart, but then like five chapters later, he intentionally finds all the female employees at the facility and talks to them.
1: I noticed that.
0: You can't make it the logic of how this disease works make sense because it doesn't. Minute by minute, it works exactly as the author needs it to for the sake of the plot.
1: This is the ultimate issue. You can do these super experimental metaphorical series, but they only work if you have some kind of logical consistency for the reader to hold on to because otherwise you have absolutely nothing looping you through. Like no nothing for the viewer to just grab onto and yeah. understand in any way.
2: The issue is that the author went after a really difficult task as far as writing to begin with. Actually tying in metaphorical with the literal in storytelling is really difficult to achieve. Uh, George R. R. Martin yeah. actually had a bit of a fumble with that with his story, The Ice Dragon, where you had a little girl who befriended a dragon as she was becoming more distant with her family and, you know, loved the dragon. It was her only friend in the whole world. And eventually, like, something goes wrong. A war reaches the homestead or something. And the dragon gets killed and she immediately abandons it to go back to her family. And the dragon was a metaphor for her becoming distant, but it doesn't work on a literal sense because the dragon was her best friend. Why would you just let the dragon die alone like that? Yeah, this makes
1: me feel like it would be like if you're reading Calvin and Hobbes and then his parents just started talking to Hobbes like he was like a real tiger. And then you also then later saw and like having conversations with him. And then later you also saw them walking by Hobbes as a stuffed animal and talking about him like he's, oh, Calvin's just with his
0: stuffed animal. They look like a tiger to you? Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, this is reminding me of how Sesame Street, they had to change the imaginary friend to be real because they it was teaching children it was okay to hide secrets from their parents.
1: Up, okay, yeah.
0: Unrelated to the issues we've had so far, I also think this plot, it's so difficult to make a monthly series and this is treading water in every chapter. You could have easily accomplished this in five chapters, this entire plot of the series and it probably would have made more sense. Very little actually happens in this series. Yeah, it's ridiculous how much Shorten had to write because it just fills everything with pretentious text to make it seem like things are happening. But it's literally he spends five chapters thinking about killing the girl, changes his mind and then realizes he does have to end like all of these decisions. Like it's ridiculous. Like I can't imagine this took over a year and a half in real time to read this entire series.
1: By the way, David, you were a little confused as to whether or not he actually killed the girl. Let me try and explain to you what happened, because I had to read this a couple times to understand what the fuck was going on. So the first thing we see in the entire series is the boy killing the girl, like with scissors, like it's it's gruesome and shit. Yeah. And they go through this whole chapter where the little boy has like a dream where I guess her second personality, she has one one off line where she mentions that she has a second separate personality who is Doc. And I have no clue what the fuck that means. I saw that and that didn't make any sense. No, I have no clue what that means. But he has this dream where a woman in a bunny hat who is apparently uh, the little girl's mom, like she's the arsonist, I guess, convinces her to kill the little girl. And then we just see one little panel that copies the first panel. Like they basically just reprint the first panel showing him killing her in like a small version. And then they're just like, oh, and then he killed her so he did kill her it was just completely written off because like yeah you know you saw the you saw the panel whatever you get it yeah and i'm like no i didn't i guess it was supposed to be like clever because like man you expected this to be like a big deal but actually it wasn't a big deal because actually death is just common. it happens to all of us and really there's nothing special about dying there's nothing special about it
0: also by the way this the sexualization of children was super weird um we don't have to really get into it but again that was fucking weird Very strange. Yeah.
2: One of the things that I really didn't like about the internal consistency of the story itself was the way that the art, like I did like the art, the characters and stuff, what you did get to see was pretty good, except the utilization of the whole inking out the face thing. Why was that a thing when the boy or the girl weren't around? There was a scene where the doctors were all in that room together and their faces are inked out, but the kids are nowhere near them. Why was that the case? If you wanted to have the idea of identity scrubbed from the doctors for that scene, Why not play with angles? Why not play with shadowing? Why not have everyone backlit or something? There are so many other ways to get around that instead of utilizing the disease in a scene where it doesn't make sense to utilize it. Because humanity is the real disease.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree. It was it was very strange and it was just like this guy like, oh, look at all these uh shonen manga characters from like from a completely different series, it seems. They do not feel like they belong in this series, which seems to be ending very soon because she's gonna die. They don't even look like they're in the series. And it was just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't fucking know. But you know what is going on? I got it going on. Yeah, we're, uh, <laughs> Jordan's going to tell us about the positives. So let's dive in. So Jordan, kick it off, man. What were... You... <laughs> There's not a lot, but what did you like about the series?
1: So on one hand... As a pretentious artist myself, I respect an artist who's trying to do something different, who's trying to be, uh, who's trying to be metaphorical and artistic and avant garde, whatever the fuck. I do just want to give him that, but see my previous segment that we just talked about. But beyond that, the art is pretty fucking well done, all things considered. There are some really cool looking, like, visual metaphors, I suppose. Like, the artist was better at doing the metaphor thing than the writer was yeah without a doubt in my mind it was a lot of interesting things with
0: patterns the series did a great job of repeating panels
1: her vomit looked really cool
2: yeah Um, (laughs) best designed vomit i've ever seen yeah i wish i could vomit that that would be
1: awesome oh man i'd never run out of clothes ever again but
0: (laughs) also does it happen when she just gets sick for other reasons well, he vomited ink through like a reaction. It wasn't even because he was sick.
1: Yeah. So that's just their normal vomit.
0: Her vomit is always glowing. <laughs> Good thing
1: she didn't live to 21. Oh, God. Because she started drinking and vomiting. Anyway, I mean, I also thought that the scribble effect, though it didn't make sense and was not consistent, looked pretty cool. It was yeah. very interesting,
0: I thought. I completely agree yeah i do think also that the series did a great job with the repeated paneling of not of seeing of using it more for like metaphorical use rather than it just being the artist being lazy kind of like how chainsaw man also does a great job of doing that
1: there were a lot of points where i felt like man if this series was better about being metaphorical this would be effective
2: yeah
0: crimson how about you is there anything that you enjoyed about this
2: series well, you guys have brought up the um, opening where the boy is trying to kill the girl with scissors. And, you know, edginess for what it is. One of the things that I talk about a lot on my channel is the importance of an opening hook, something to grab your attention and make you want to keep getting yeah. deeper into the story to find out, you know, what's going on or what happened. It, one of the greatest examples that I can think of is from um, Eric Garcia's Repo Man, where he opens the book with, and I quote, the first time I ever held a pancreas in my hands, I got an erection. That's bizarre. It gets your attention. And I really liked the opening of this story. I had seen uh, a a summary of the idea. It sounded intriguing. I think there could have been a good thriller aspect to the story. And opening on a panel of a child murdering another child is a great way to get your attention. It makes you wonder, what the hell led up to this? What kind of a monster is this kid? How is the story going to justify this scene? I was actually a little engaged. And then I read about halfway through the first chapter and I was like, oh, it's, it's one of those. Okay, never mind.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I do think, by the way, the series does start doing some interesting things with its format after chapter nine, where it just gets really weird, but then it just gets so confusing. It just the points it gains for at least trying something different. It loses just because I'm like, I don't know what you're doing. You're trying to like play with the space you're in, but the space you're in is so confusing. I can't even tell how you're like inverting concepts, you know?
1: Yeah, I just realized what this reminded me of because the best chapter of, uh, of this series is the super metaphorical one where he kills the girl because that was basically he may as well have just told the artist hey just go nuts yeah like and again i think the artist is a lot better at this than he is his mom's got like this creepy bunny mask like this it suddenly becomes donnie fucking darko (laughs) (laughs) and i literally just realized how much this series reminds me of donnie darko
0: (laughs) oh that's a good point yeah oh my god also i want to say a quick thing and then i guess we can move into where it could have gone unless do you two have anything you still want to add to this
1: pretty
2: much all the nice things that i have to say so yeah so
0: one last thing i want to notice i also want to give the artist points for the fact that he draws children at actual children size like all of the adults are like a foot taller than them which is correct for a 12 year old but it's actually you see the scale fucked up a lot in these series where they kind of forget yeah. this the main character is like 11 12 and not like 14 15.
1: oh david don't worry this guy has uh experience drawing kids
0: Anyway, let's go into Where it Could Have Gone, where I'm sure one of the four points is don't sexualize the kids. That's our show, folks. Bye. <laughs> so Crimson, please, on that note, uh, we've already said the biggest <laughs> thing is stop sexualizing children in this manga. What else would you say they should have done differently in this series?
2: I mean, the biggest problem is that the writer didn't really know what to do with the kids on a metaphorical uh, level. If he had gone in with more of a plan with what to say with the kids, maybe as a parable, you know, like a pilgrim's progress, then it probably would have been a little more consistent. If the kid actually represented an idea instead of an actual character or an attempt at a character, I should say, then it probably would have had a clearer message uh, going forward. And I, well, I can appreciate the attempt to have poignant messages with the whole, you know, is murder wrong? dream sequences those just kind of exist in a bubble and they don't actually affect the overall plot because even though they do sort of come back to uh, the the boy reflecting on them they most of them ultimately don't actually amount to anything it's more like an interesting trivial point to get you to question something for a brief moment which in and of itself is completely separate from the story at large yeah
1: Also, the questions aren't as interesting as the author thinks that they are. It's literally just like, is it okay to kill someone? Why shouldn't you kill someone? Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, that's never been asked before. Wow. Yeah,
2: no one's ever thought about that. No one's thought that. I'm willing to grant some degree of leeway in that, uh, because maybe he's just addressing like a teenage audience, and these could be questions that they've never considered before. Yeah. These are things that have been done to death, certainly, but this story could have been someone's exposure to those concepts.
1: Yeah. No, I think that's fair. I'm being very
2: generous here, but...
1: We're all being very generous here. Like, And I mean, if he'd had an interesting answer to that, then like... (laughs) Or, or done something with that then maybe that could have that could have been but he did he didn't do anything with it because that isn't what the series is really about like if you want to do that if you want to have this whole thing about like um is it okay to kill someone then you should have the series be about how is it okay to kill someone but it kind of loses it loses the plot literally
0: I wonder if this would have been interesting if the series was instead about the morality of euthanasia which I think would have been a much more interesting space to discuss than just general murder which actually they mention euthanasia
1: here's the thing i actually i made fun of their imax thing pretty sure that that was a reference to the movie soil and green where mm. a character yeah. literally goes to a uh, humane euthanasia place and they have this massive tv screen on the wall that just shows him like antelope running around and shit but something you brought up crimson was how it would have made more sense if like he just saw people as blank mannequins like with like completely like you know the same clothing same everything what if like if they they did that then they could show that those doctors talking and then you the reader would have to be like wait which one is that who is he talking to in that fucking panel you know that yeah. could have been interesting that would yes. create some kind of intrigue where you're like trying to as the reader think oh what did that mean and now you have some mystery something that might grip you and make you question that
2: but no that would have been a great way to get uh, audience investment into the story instead of just reaching at them
1: Instead of somehow making you hate a dying sick kid. God, uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> You'll
0: never look at cancer patients the same way. God, fucking, you know, the kids got life too easy. Dying children. The most sympathetic
1: <laughs> character you could possibly make.
0: Because <laughs> you know who has a hard life. You or... mean you know who has a good life? Yeah, you know who has a good life?
1: Fucking dying Easy kids. life, yeah. Symp- Oh, to be 11 and dying of cancer. <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, oh, i leave a beautiful corpse. <laughs> anyway. All right. Let's get let's get into miscellaneous thoughts. I already discussed the thing like what happens if they meet someone whose name is Stone West. So I want to dive into Maxi B's thoughts. So again, Maxi B had a lot to say. So you can find their notes on the Discord along with Tucker's notes. So thank you both of you for contributing to the episode. And they said, by the way, Crimson, Maxi B is a
1: manga historian.
0: Yes, Maxi B is a manga historian who works on the show, and they provide us a ton of really interesting information about each series. Ah, very cool. And so to dive in, though, they say, ironic to have a super (laughs) tuna boy disease that kills you before you actually hit eighth grade. I don't actually know what that means. So there's an interesting pun that we may not have observed before that the doc doku gives the boy poison, which apparently the word for poison in Japanese is doku. And the vomit is the same material that obscures for each character. uh, We already talked about that. Never mind. I'll skip that. So the author is in a habit of inserting slip politics into his work, often by posing it as leading questions or having characters come to certain conclusions. My general impression is libertarianism, but it's hard to say. This sounds a lot like the author of Death Note, with their not very obscured homophobia.
1: Yeah, and um, Max B kind of clarifies a little later, but um, basically by politics, they're pointing out how um, the disease specifies that uh, welcoming foreign bodies erases individuality which maxi b sees as a a secretly anti-immigrant which um yeah wow i've never read a manga that's anti-immigrant before it's almost like tokyo shinobi squad
0: doesn't exist
1: it's almost like half of all manga we read on here is anti-immigrant or something
0: yeah. The next one, though, of course, the translator's notes already made it clear, but they're both called yamai Shu, which is a homophone of the disease they had. Disease, illness, basically, or Yamishu. Also adds a third meaning to the title Shonen Shouju, because it's S-H-O-U, because they spelled the word Shonen wrong, right, Jordan? Yes, 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 they do.
1: That's a word salad for the
0: manga, David. <laughs> yes, we all struggled with this one, I can tell. So did you two have any miscellaneous thoughts as well that you wanted to throw in?
1: I forgot to mention that at some point, this mangaka tries to pull a uh, red hood where he just starts attacking the Shonen jump editors. They're all just sitting around going, oh, what if we did this? Oh, aren't we so original? Let's just reuse the thing from, from like last year. Readers are stupid. Oh, yeah. Let's have another like super, uh, super good boy. Yeah. And, and it's just like, you're not that interesting. Kind of cringe, bro.
0: Yeah. Some cringe. Yeah.
1: What were you saying, Crimson? I'm sorry.
2: The premise of this story Kind of falls flat on its face Within the first chapter Because the boy is so happy That he has this unique disease That no one else has To the point where He decides that he has to kill The only other person with the disease So that he will be unique Except in the first chapter on page 24 I have a very specific note about this The doctor says Every kid who has had this Died by the age of 12 There have been others Why would they name the disease after him?
1: Oh ho 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 Oh ho ho You're forgetting another Another thing that was put towards the end of the manga, Crimson, which is. Man, I didn't reread that far. It was too stupid. <laughs> there's a point I think it's in the video where the little girl points out didn't you think it was weird how they knew that the disease killed you at 12 even though nobody's had the disease before and the main carriage is like huh that is weird I just assume they did other tests or something or they just knew and the reason Crimson the reason that this is the case is because the little girl made the disease and she is so smart and so intelligent that she just made it specifically to kill you at 12 And that's how they know that it kills you at 12 because she's a genius and she did it absolutely. F- Absolutely right the first time.
2: <laughs> oh, I didn't forget that part. I'm talking about why would the kid hear that other kids have died from this, and then think that they would name the disease after him?
1: Ooh, that's a good point. Um. Oh boy,
0: I'm gonna be the fifth kid to die from this.
2: Mm. They'll name the disease uh, disease after me for sure.
0: What if this disease was like it was like Lou Gehrig, where he was trying to become really famous? so that they did name a disease after him and he's trying to become like a YouTube influencer. Like, it's like I'm dying in six months so I have to get a million subscribers. Oh my God. That's
1: a better premise. Fuck, this so <laughs> is like legitimately
0: a really funny idea a, for a of way manga.
1: better premise. <laughs> That's my favorite doujin. I must become famous before I die of cancer in a year. So they'll name it
0: after disease after me. Yeah. Oh my God. That time I got reincarnated as a t- child with a terminal illness. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think we're kind of getting into a weird place, so let's wrap things up with the final verdict. As always, we start things off with our six-word summaries from the community. We have, from Tucker, bitter pill with no medical benefits, slash pill with jagged edge, few benefits. I wonder if Tucker has seen Jagged Little Pill. You mean listen to Jagged Little Pill? I mean, it's a musical. It's an album by Alanis Morissette. Ah, so it's both. Yes. Because I just knew it as the musical Jagged Little Pill. I also saw Mama Mia and that slapped. Nice. Anyway, so from Maxi B, the Rolling Stone, paint it black. Dude rocks, not for boys, girls, or anyone. Boom! From Meru, you thought Shonen had sad backstories? From Isekai <laughs> Sensei Sama, being treated for my heroin addiction. But it's heroin
1: <laughs> as in like a hero who's a girl. Well, they capitalize the word
0: heroin. But there's an E at the end. I thought heroin is spelled that way either way the drug is spelled without the e oh okay yeah
1: it's it's a pun david i get it this manga has a ton of puns i
0: get it i okay okay
1: just making sure just making
0: sure (laughs) i was on loch ness doing a boat tour and they were talking about how like there's like a cannibalist type of fish that eats their children they eat them at like eight months so he said they're eaten before nine boo i was the only one who laughed at that you would be the only one who laughed at that. Like, I genuinely think I was the only one who got that joke on that entire fucking boat. Or maybe everybody else got it and thought it was lame except you. Fuck off. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so from Chicken Warlord, Mega wish couldn't save this. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice. nice.
2: That one's great.
0: (laughs) That's a short list for not for best six word of the year. So good job, Chicken Warlord. From Orange, kill, kill, oh, definitely kill. T. Wolfwood. Sorry, Trafalgar Wolfwood. There you go, my friend.
1: Hey! First panel,
0: Boy Stabs a Corpse. Mm -hmm. From Blah Moo Moo, more like edgy boy, edgy girl. Don't we know that since the cover art of this was Shadow the Hedgehog?
1: Yes!
0: (laughs) And then Crimson, what was your six word summary? And thank you very much for putting that in the six word summary channel. You are the second ever guest to do that.
2: (laughs) That's what I get for showing up early. I love it. Yeah, you've been great, man. (laughs) This has gone smooth. I went with excessively sophomoric, this stuff is stupid.
1: (laughs) It's a shame these kids aren't going to be sophomores, but yeah. And then Jordan, how about yours? The fault in our original
0: content. I get it, I get (laughs) it. (laughs) (laughs) Mine was, dull writing ruins this manga's edge. Hey, I get it. Fine wasn't subtle. I think mine was pretty often It wasn't like an obscure reference. Isn't it good that I got it? What if I didn't get it? That would be embarrassing. I'm jealous. I didn't come up with that one. Yes, you're right. I would have been concerned if you didn't get my... <laughs> All right. So next up, favorite part. Let's do flop or not. Uh, are we saying around the board this was a certified flop? Absolutely.
1: Oh, it's complicated because not only is the art really good, yeah. I it wasn't... <sighs> The way, you know, I was going to, I went in this thinking it's a flop, not a certified flop. But the more we're talking about it, it's certified flop.
0: Yeah, I feel like you can't not be a certified flop if you sexualize children.
1: Yeah. I mean, that definitely didn't help. That didn't help, but it was also just like, we said that Instant Bullet is the most confusing, convoluted thing we've read. This is more convoluted and confusing
0: than Instant Bullet. What is with authors that make really successful series making manga that make no sense?
1: Also, man, it's weird how we just did Instant Bullet
0: and then just did this. Right? thats That was great that we had just read that. Yeah. Crimson, that's why the person who created Love is War, if you're familiar with that series. Wait, Kaguya-sama? Yes.
1: Oh, I love that show. So do I.
0: So, yeah, Instant Bullet is essentially if the offer tried to make like the most edgy, crazy time travel nonsense story where everyone has like the ability to like destroy the world. Like one girl can nuke things. And it's just that's where that girl at the time, like when she sees the future, if you you physically cannot die until her predicted date of death for you is.
2: That's so weird.
0: But there are three chapters in the middle of the series
1: where they just go to high school and it's a high school rom-com. They're the best chapters
0: in the whole series. And luckily, someone said, you should just do this. And then he actually followed their advice. Yeah. But if you he came a very long way from Instant Bullet. Yes. And so anyway, so we all thought this sucked. Crimson, since you think this is a flop, what would you recommend someone check out instead of this series?
2: If we're sticking just within the realm of manga? Oh, it could be absolutely anything. Anything, Could be anything. We've had someone
0: recommend The Mandalorian. We've had someone recommend their own podcast.
2: Oh, in that case, I'd say my YouTube channel and uh, my (laughs) novel, which fucking guy. Hopefully we'll be out sometime this year. Chad.
0: Hey, nice, nice. I mean, we all know everyone listening to this already watches your YouTube channel. So what else would you say?
2: Uh, Well, if we're sticking to just manga, I would have to highly recommend uh, Naoki Urasawa's Monster, my favorite manga. Oh, that's Ooh, great.
1: I really yeah. love Pluto by him. Mm. I've been meaning to check out Monster for years. I need to do it.
2: As a history buff, and if I had to pick a favorite genre, it'd be thrillers. Monster hits every note about a detailed story that I love. Great Mm -hmm. characters, great setting, in-depth story, complicated plot that still makes sense, really endearing, emotional beats. It is wonderful. 10 out of 10. That is so
0: awesome. yeah. I've read 20th Century Boys and Pluto. I don't know why I haven't read Monster yet. It's just been on my list.
1: Yeah, David, why haven't you?
0: I don't know, because I'm a silly billy. What the fuck? So, Jordan, what's your recommendation?
1: Oh man, this was tough. Um. <laughs> This was difficult. Um, I don't know. I I threw out like blood on the trail. If you want to see some actually well done, like horror and people killing people, that would be creepy if they did. They killed. There's Animal Man that I've recommended before because the series gets stupidly meta. But I kind of want to recommend, and and, you know, I I mentioned Donnie Darko earlier, (laughs) just what I think the series is closest to. But I kind of want to just, if you really want to see something that really goes off the rails with fucking metaphors, just like, ridiculously check out the premaster cycle by matthew barney which is a series of artistic movies that are kind of meant to be more like film versions of an art gallery they're very weird uh, to give you an example of the metaphor and there is an internal consistency to the metaphor but uh, he's making a metaphor based on uh the legend that johnny cash called he was either the first or the last man who was executed uh in this in i, I think texas for a while. And he represents Johnny Cash by having the drummer of Slayer, the vocalist of Morbid Angel, and a bunch of bees play a song.
2: Bees! peace my god
1: in a studio covered in oakland raiders flags and that supposedly comes together to form them a metaphor for johnny cash it's complicated i don't know why there's a reason behind it but it's it's a cool sequence
0: i do love that all right yeah. and then my recommendation is spoiler alert for everyone who listened to the chibi Takopi's original sin i don't know jordan have you had a chance to read that
2: i've mentioned it to you before
1: no but i have heard it before from you crimson have you heard
2: of it I have not, but I'm always looking for more books for my uh, recommendation pile. It's a beautiful miniseries.
0: It's only two volumes, and it's literally about fucked up children doing fucked up things, but is actually very well written. I won't spoil it, but essentially it's kind of a parody of like an alien coming down and making friends. But the child he encounters is a child who is abused by her parents, and you can see how it just kind of spirals from that. Mm. Mm. Definitely. I think it was one of the biggest hits last year, and it's only like 16 chapters. So you can see what a more confident author can do telling this kind of story in the exact same duration. I also want to recommend people watch Witch Watch because that would be a great palette cleanser. where if you want to read a lot of text, that's very wholesome and cute with good art as well. So Crimson, if you're interested in that, that is just a really fun series. It has one of the funniest jokes that have ever occurred in any shonen joke manga. It's just a fun, wholesome series that is definitely one of my favorite manga that I feel not enough people talk about. All righty then. No, let's Watch Rules. Yeah. So since we Jordan, since we called this a certified flop, is this the worst thing we have ever read? And its competition is School Judgment, which is a series that very. Very heavily sexualized children, like unbelievably.
1: Crimson, uh, that, that is a series. It gets super horny and uh, the kids are 12 and they talk about how one girl's developing boobs. Let's... So yeah. this is
2: a Mac wants the flamethrower situation. I'm not familiar, but that sounds right.
1: Not familiar, but I will say... Oh, uh, that John that's Carpenter's seri-
2: the thing. Oh. Oh! Mac wants the flamethrower. You what? just get the flamethrower oh i get i get
1: it (laughs) i get what you're saying yeah yeah no burn it to the ground by the way it's on the official shonen jump app for anybody to check out And by the artist of death note yeah yeah Uh, but it's also pedophilia. don't check it out yeah Uh, don't read it but yeah no this is not the worst series we've read believe it or not
0: I completely agree. And then, though, in terms of things people should check out, why don't we get into the shout outs? Crimson, I want to say thank you so much for being on the show. Do you mind telling the audience all of the wonderful things you do, even though you have already promoted your channel in the recommendation <laughs> section?
2: <laughs> well, I'm most prevalent on YouTube, where uh, you can find me on the channel Crimson Rogue. Uh, that's basically misspelling the word red twice.
1: Oh, my God, it is where I
2: (laughs) review all sorts of generally terrible books and uh, try to give writing advice so people don't make the same mistakes. I also occasionally post on Twitter either updates to what I'm working on or thoughts on movies or pictures of my cats.
0: What else should you post on Twitter? I'm going to have a dog this time next week, so that'll be very exciting. What breed? It's going to be a Bernadoodle. I I actually just got a latest picture, so we're going to go get her on Saturday. What's her name? Have you decided? Uh, Rachel really wants to call her ravioli that's a (laughs) good dog name that's a good dog name but that is very awesome. And then I also want to say props to Jordan for making the opening ending theme, being a great co-host and helping with editing. Props to Merlisle for the awesome cover art. You can find her online at Lyle Mer and Nigel for being our generous art benefactor. Thank you to Dylan for assistance with editing. You can find his podcast, Anime Out of Context, at animeoutofontext.com. As I have said before, but I'll say it again. Thank you, Tucker and Maxi B for assistance with pronunciation, translation, other miscellaneous research. And you can find us on Twitter at Shonen Flopcast and our website, shonenflop.com. We're also on Spotify, iTunes. YouTube or wherever else you get your podcast and come join the Shonen Flop Discord. It's open to everyone, patron or not. Hang out with us and talk about anime games or whatever else is on your mind. You even have a monthly movie night. Big thank you to Aussie Rat for running that. You can find a link to it in the show notes or on our site. And we are at almost 500 people, which is absolutely insane. Wow. Right. And if you've been enjoying the podcast and want to help us keep going, consider subscribing to our Patreon. We wouldn't be able to keep running the show without their support. Jordan, what is the exclusive content that they are getting in January for being a patron?
1: Yeah, we're finishing up A-Gravity Boys, David. The yes, dick joke manga. We're finally
0: getting into the penis magic section. And you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash flop And on that note, I want to read off some of our wonderful patrons. I want to start by giving a big thank you to our Chainsaw Man patron. Bus Chan, friend of Samantha, destroyer of squirrels, heaven for the foot sort, member of Team Shawnington. <laughs> then moving on down to the Dolphin Dad, we have Tracking Roving Animals for All Loving Girls and Raccoons Wolfwood. And we also have Dude Man Bro Guy. Then going on finally down to the king of the Forest. we have Darf Pikachu wants a nine koi review is for font Kevin Briggs Jacob Andrew Galloway Josh Robinson the real Jory cram T Albi, Gabe Lando the, the BB King BB the Trevor Schechner Marty Charlotte Merman and Rachel my wonderful fiance we got to hang out with some capybara and that fucking 10 out of 10 experience would do again in a heartbeat <laughs> they are just so interesting like they do not care about anything yeah. except they are startled so easily that like a baby coming up To the mom will make her startled (laughs) because that's just like the reflex. It was really strange to see. Oh, and then uh, Jordan, is there anything you want to add?
1: i've been making a big abstract painting it's four feet by four feet i'm using acrylic and you can check out my progress on it on my instagram jordan forbes art i'm gonna be posting more i've been on i have so far worked two days on it and yeah you can follow that and hopefully hopefully pretty soon it will look good also david i would like to thank you for being a wonderful co-host and editing
0: Oh, thanks, babe. So all that's left now is let's go to sign off. Thank you so much for joining us. Tune in next Monday as we give our first thoughts on Tista by Tatsuya Endo. This has been David. This has been Jordan. This has been Crimson. And you've been listening to Shonen Flop.
1: Keep on flopping, floppers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>